Welcome to Healthcare Experience Matters. This podcast is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation and is dedicated to transforming the healthcare experience so that every person can receive and deliver the best care. We invite you to learn more by visiting healthcareexperience.org. Today, we have two very special guests with us. We're going to be talking nurse and physician teamwork. Dr. Anthony Frank joins us. He's the Senior Vice President of Medical Affairs and Chief Medical Officer of UNC Health Blue Ridge. We also have with us Kathleen Lynham. She's Executive Coach and Senior Advisor with the Healthcare Experience Foundation. I want to welcome you both, and I will have Dr. Frank Briefly tell us a little bit about yourself and your professional background, and then I'll ask Kathleen to do the same. Thanks, Casey. I'm Anthony Frank, an emergency physician by training. I've been practicing emergency medicine uh, for going on 24 years now uh, post-residency. Currently in a role now as the chief medical officer for UNC Health Blue Ridge. Prior to that, spent uh, 13 years in academic emergency medicine at a uh, facility on the eastern side of North Carolina, and uh, prior to that, spent nine years in uh, community emergency medicine practice after I finished my training in Columbia, South Carolina. Great. And Casey, I'm Kathleen Lynam. As she said, I am a nurse of 35 years in hospital operations, basically grew up in hospitals from a nurse manager to a director to administrator to a chief nurse officer. I retired from that about 12 years ago and doing executive coaching since then. And with that, I've been working in with uh, physician leaders, executive staff around the country um, for the last 12 years. And one of the reasons I'm privileged to have worked with Dr. Frank in the last uh, two years. So happy to be here. Dr. Frank, this first question will be for you. With your background as an ED medical director and now as CMO, you're in position to discuss this topic with a unique perspective. So what have you observed about teamwork during your ED role versus what you see now with that more eagle eye view in all different areas of healthcare? So Casey, as uh, ED medical director of the 24 years that I mentioned, uh, many of those years I've spent uh, directing in uh, EDs from uh, smaller community hospitals to uh, actually in my most recent role was actually directing uh, the ED at a level one trauma center. And then, as you say, you know, from the CMO role, definitely uh, similar, but some different uh, perspectives. And all of our healthcare team members are critical to what we do and how we take care of patients. But that really being said, as a physician, uh, there is no more healthcare team member more important to what we do than the nurse. As, as I like to say, I could, I could be the greatest doctor there is, but without a team of high-functioning nurses, uh, the care really doesn't get delivered to the patient. And in that role, I actually have a, a, a couple of um, a couple of brief stories that I had uh, just written down as I was thinking about this uh, question. Remember, at uh, a community hospital, uh, it was kind of an unusual uh, case one morning that uh, the offgoing uh, emergency physician had uh, presented this case is is pretty much tucked in, and he had made the diagnosis, and he knew what was going on with this uh, this patient, his instructions. It, it was a orthopedic case. They needed a, a knee immobilizer and, and the patient could be discharged back to uh, the nursing home. Uh, he finished up his charts and as as he was leaving, you know, just said, you know, good good luck, have a good shift and, and walked out. And probably was, you know, 15 or 30 minutes later, the 
nurse that was now taking care of that patient who had also changed shifts at the same time I did, walked into the uh, dictation room where I was and said, did you get uh, a checkout on this patient? And I said, well, I was told that, you know, everything was pretty squared away and uh, that they'd be going back to the nursing home. Uh, She had this kind of puzzled look on her face, wasn't necessarily sure to say, you know, what to say next. And uh, I said, what are you worried about? And she made a couple of comments and, and had a couple of things that, that she, she suge- suggested to me. And I, I just paused and stopped for a minute and looked at her and I said, well, what do you need me to do? And she said, I need you to come reassess this patient. And that was, that was a difficult thing for her to say because I had been handed, handed a, a patient that was pretty much well tucked in. And now she was essentially asking me to start over. So we both went to the bedside. I said, you want me to start from the beginning? She said, I think that would be best. And we, we started from the beginning. Uh, the patient really couldn't provide much of the history, and we did an exam, and, and I, I found those things that the previous doctor had checked out to me. And I looked at her, and I said, yes, yeah, something else is going on, and why don't we start over? And so we added some lab tests and some other x-rays, and it comes out, come to find out at the end of this, the reason the patient had fallen and suffered the fracture was that she was septic. And honestly, had that nurse not stopped and had the courage and the the relationship and the trust with me to say, I need you to come do this again, uh, we likely would have sent that patient back. I don't know that the patient would have necessarily had a a worse outcome, but we definitely would have moved the patient a couple of times and likely, uh, you know, that patient could have declined at the nursing home and, and wound up worse off. Uh, again, just an example of, you know, what nurses do. And then I was thinking about uh, another one, a patient with hypertension. I was having a lot of trouble in the ED one night uh, taking care of and, and kind of stabilizing. And for whatever reason, in my mind, I was just convinced that this patient could go home and continue down that pathway. Uh, finally, at some point, uh, the nurse that was helping me take care of the patient looked at me and said, Doc, why are you si- trying so hard to send this person home? And I said, you know, that, that's a great point. And I don't know why I'm trying so hard to send this patient home. Why don't we get them admitted and, and have one of the, you know, the hospitalists help us uh, take care of this. So, uh, and I just can't tell you how many times in the emergency department as, as one of my final barometers of, of the care that I'm providing, uh, when I've actually looked at the ED nurse and, and, and nurse and said, um, can this patient go home? And to have an ED nurse that looks at me and just kind of laughs in my face and says, are you kidding? And, you know, whether that was what I was thinking or not, just to, you know, kind of have that that additional barometer of am I doing the right thing? And am I on the right track? Because I I promise you, um, you know, those nurses, if they don't think that that uh, that's the right plan, um, the one the ones that I've worked with, you know, have always been willing to tell me that, you know, I wouldn't do it like that. So. Uh, I just really appreciate that dialogue and, and the opportunity when when they have the ability to you know to trust and make those comments. I love hearing that story, and I'm I, I think I would love to work with Dr. Frank because he demonstrates two things that are probably the most important thing for teamwork, and that's trust and respect. So I guarantee you that he trusted and, and respected those nurses that he just shared the story with. But I bet it was mutual. And in my experience, teamwork varies from department to department to person to person. And it all goes back to the relationship, whether somebody has confidence in the person that they're uh, working on a team with, has that trust and that respect. The other important thing that Dr. Frank just shared that I, I just wanna shout out is uh, as, a, as the, the medical director, 
showing that vulnerability and, and asking the question, what do you think? Um, and allowing someone to, if you will, giving them permission to say, I don't agree. That's a huge part in building trust and respect for each other. So uh, I think a, a great answer and great point for those uh, physicians and nurses that work well together, you'll see that that kindred respect. Thanks, Kathleen. I want to ask now a little bit about teamwork. We just saw some nice teamwork on the response to that last question. So let's talk teamwork between physicians and nurses, because we know it has a positive association with patient satisfaction and outcomes. I'm going to start with Dr. Frank. Can you first just elaborate a little bit on why you think that is the case? On the hospital side of uh, teamwork, really from a safety standpoint, uh, the nurse usually has a lot more of the data points, the knowledge of of really the way the patient has been uh, progressing, whether that's for the better or for the worse. And I'm just the, you know, kind of the doctor piece of the puzzle. The, The nurse at the bedside is seeing, you know, minute to minute, hour to hour changes and trends. Uh, and we don't necessarily, you know, always have the benefit of that in, in the decision-making that, you know, that we're doing as the physician. We have a lot of patients that we're caring for. Uh, the nurses, you know, also have a number of patients that they're caring for, but they are usually the eyes and ears for the physician. And as they're seeing those patients, they're noticing the, the subtle changes that we may not perceive from the last time that we've seen them or the, the last orders that we've placed. Uh, one of the interesting things, and, and Kathleen will probably chuckle a little bit with, with this one, and uh, some of my more seasoned nurses that uh, that I work with currently in my organization have actually reaffirmed this as well. But uh, if, if you talk to nurses with, uh, with a number of years of experience, they would tell you as they would see doctors walking into into the rooms to, to see their patients that they were usually right on their heels because their question would be, what is what in the world is that doctor doing to my patient? And unfortunately in healthcare, I'm not sure that that is, is the way that we necessarily teach it now, but uh, uh, it, it's really an interesting uh, trend because the nurses uh, of, of past generations have always been very protective of the patients that they were caring for and always wanted to know what the doctors were, were doing um, and so I, th- I think a lot of uh, a lot of areas we can improve is is almost getting back to that uh, uh, level of ownership of some of our patients in, in that team uh, mentality. I, I love that answer, and uh, and I relate to that answer. I can relate, or I resemble that re- that answer. I guess I, I appreciate the advocacy. And I was thinking about this question also, and I thought, okay, so you, your question was about. Um, patient satisfaction and outcomes, how does teamwork impact on it? And when you kind of dive into what matters the most to a patient, it's feeling that they were listened to and cared for. And, you know, my my observation of that is if a physician and a nurse are communicating well and demonstrating that respect, you know, like Dr. Frank, I bet gets managed up by his team. You're in good hands today. You've got Dr. Frank on and and vice versa. That increases the patient's confidence that they made the right decision. They, they can tell, they can tell when there's that good communication and that rapport. And therefore it comes back to, again, that trust and respect. It just sort of uh, impacts it because when there isn't that trust and respect, you, you have the potential for negative outcomes. So um, 
Um, so I, I, it comes down to, I really believe that the excellent communication between physician and nurses is clearly, clearly felt by the patients. They see the rapport and the trust. And I think today in the recent year, it's probably been a challenge based on not only um, masks and not only all of the, the gowns and the protective environment and the restricted visitors are our ability to communicate consistently with each other. But I think everyone is aware of that and making a great effort to continuously um, provide great communication to our patients, which therefore makes them feel better and more confident in us. And I would uh, I would just add, uh, I agree completely with Kathleen that uh, I think probably the most critical skill uh, in that relationship is is the trust. And when you when you have the uh, the doctors and nurses aligned, it it really is going to improve that uh, experience. In my CMO role, definitely see this a lot of times that uh, you'll you'll have the nurse that didn't necessarily hear what the plan was when the doctor was in the room, and then you'll have a resident or an attending or somebody else that comes along and gives a totally different plan. Uh, or a consultant that says, you know, you know, your your family member can go home, and then the the attending caring for the patient comes back and says, oh no, we got to keep you for another day for, you know, for this test or that test, and 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 just when we're we're not aligned and we're not on the same page, you know, the mixed messages, I think you know really erodes that uh, that trust piece, and it makes it it makes it tough for patients and families to to feel like we've, you know, we we've got it together and that. Uh, you know, we're, you know, firing in all cylinders. Uh, it's uh, so, th- so that piece just, you know, avoiding mixed messages and making sure we're all on the same page for, before we're uh, communicating with folks. That leads into my next question about a lack of communication. What are some of the consequences that you both have observed firsthand when there is poor communication or poor teamwork? I bet Dr. Frank has lots of big picture stories about, you know, we we both know the number one cause of errors is breakdown in communication. And I'm going to let him probably tell you the stories about it. Certainly, certainly you'll see a higher incidence in, in um, errors by omission, by, you know, wrong administration of drugs. But, you know, from my perspective, you see it in frustrated families, you see it in angry or non-compliant patients when they don't understand or they don't or have not been communicated clearly and they don't, you know, feel confident in their team. And the other outer effect that I've seen is, guess what, we're losing staff. You know, nurses, nurses in the OR, if they feel that they're not appreciated, not valued in an ER, you know, now people are leaving. This is the year of the great resignation. And so teamwork and feeling valued and respected um, and that good communication is key for keeping our good staff, for keeping engaged staff. And so it has, it really does have a ripple effect. Yeah, these these are the, the recipes for the stories that you hear in healthcare and, and you really just, you know, cringe and say, you know, how, how did that happen? You know, how, how in the world could could something like that happen in a hospital? Uh, those are the, you know, the, that's just the absolute recipe. So, you know, injuries, misdiagnosis, avoidable avoidable error, lawsuits. Um, you know, we have we we have all the challenges we need on a on a good day in in medicine and in you know in the hospital environment. Uh, 
you, you throw some poor communication, lack of teamwork on top of that. And, and that really is, you know, just going to you know, be those events that uh, you're just trying to trying to unwind for, for months and months. And if, you know, if, if you're lucky, um, you know, not, not getting sued for. Common barriers to teamwork might include that silo mentality or a culture where silos tend to take place a lot. Excessive workloads can also be a common barrier to teamwork. So what can be done to overcome these barriers in today's healthcare environment? So the word that uh, you know comes to mind uh, really with that question is uh, is ownership. I would tell you just that it's amazing the number of uh, you know mistakes and near misses that I've seen as an emergency physician and uh, as a chief medical officer. Um, just because somebody was not willing to ask the question or say, you know, hey, stop the line. This doesn't seem like, you know, seem seem right. Um, you know, whether that's a wrong site surgery, somebody's getting ready to give the wrong medication or the wrong dose of a medicine or, you know, getting ready to do an, an x-ray or, or something on the wrong patient. It, it's, uh, you know, really just folks being willing to, to say, you know, whatever, whatever that, uh, that gut feeling is or, you know, something's not right or, you know, it, it's tough in healthcare to kind of step up and, and, and question each other. I mean, again, from the, uh, you know, certain perceived PowerPoints and, and things like that, it's very difficult. So you have to create the environment uh, where, you know, everybody's willing to own it and folks are willing to listen. Uh, the other piece of that one is, you know, COVID has exhausted everyone. Um, it's really a testament to, uh, to all the caregivers that, uh, that we haven't seen more injuries and, and things during this uh, period of time in healthcare. Uh, the intensity and the fatigue um, it really has taken a toll on the system and the people just because, uh, you know, if you're doing this right, you just can't let your guard down regardless of how, you know, how tired and how fatigued you are. And as Kathleen mentioned, um, you know, you're seeing lots of folks leaving healthcare. And it, I, I would, I would argue that it has a lot to do with that, that, you know, this is, you know, this is not a job that you can just kind of do halfway. I mean, you, you're either, you know, all in and, and, and watching every minute or you're not. And uh, I think that's what you're seeing with a lot of these frontline healthcare workers these days is that the, you know, the toll from that intensity and, and level of awareness is, has just finally worn them to where they can't do it anymore. So true. And when I think about silos, I think silos go away when people see or walk in other people's shoes. And, you know, when, uh, you know, the fact that Dr. Frank is willing to lift up and recognize the value of nursing, the value of respiratory therapists, the value of physical, physical therapists, I think um, when we all begin to recognize we can't do it without each other and work on that in a more formal way, whether it's interdepartmental joint meetings, leaders standing up and managing up, you know, somebody from housekeeping or from food and nutrition services and start formally and publicly acknowledging that it takes everyone um, and we appreciate what you do, even though, you know, we, we don't see what you're doing every day. I think we saw a lot of that with COVID. I mean, from what I've heard around the country and perhaps Dr. Frank can comment on that, they only have each other since staffing has been challenged. You just have the people you're there with every day and all of a sudden appreciation for the housekeeper who's in there hustling to turn that room around really quickly or somebody's running down to the cafeteria to get somebody food. When we do that and make that effort, and especially from a leadership point of view, when we do that, 
then all of a sudden there begins to be less of those silos and more understanding of we need each other. Really well said. I appreciate the thorough responses there from both of you. Now I'm going to ask the most salient question of all. How can nurse physician teamwork be improved? And Dr. Frank, I'll let you take it first. So I think I would probably take this one and and really piggyback on what Kathleen said. And uh, a lot of that, especially with the COVID and the way the teams are feeling these days, I think it just being there for each other and and seeing each other as equals in in the way of all of us have a job to do. And that job, you know, as Kathleen is mentioning, uh, whether whether you're the person that uh, you know is cleaning that room for the next patient, you know, the fact that that room has been sterilized and that there's no bacteria, you know, waiting around for the next patient. How is that any less important than than what I'm going to do as the doctor to take care of you or how the nurse is going to take care of you? So just realizing that, you know, that we all have different jobs to do and they're all just as important. They may not, uh, you know, they may not be, you know, quite as highly scientific, but they're just as important and and really avoiding the hierarchy that has been there in medicine uh, for years that, you know, you're just a nurse or you're just a tech or, you know, using language or, you know, even that thought process of, of, uh, you know, maintaining some type of hierarchy, you know, saying hello to each other and, you know, finding out uh, what makes, makes each other tick and, uh, and those kinds of things. I, I think just, you know, the, the human interaction um, is just really important. And, you know, for those of us in healthcare, I mean, you would maybe look at us and say, well, you know, this pandemic has been terry, you know, just terrible and, and you guys have been unlucky and I don't know how you do it. Um, I would tell you in one sense, we've actually been lucky because um, throughout the pandemic, I've been able to come to work and I've got other human beings that I've been able to interact with, whether that's, you know, other senior leaders, um, you know, administrative assistants, you know, directors, nurses, EVS, whoever it happens to be. Uh, I've been lucky. I've I've not been isolated at home. I've had uh, I've had a lot of human interaction during this period of time, and you know I think that is probably why a lot of folks continue to show up and do that every day. Good answer. And what I, I was thinking about this, and I think it goes back to the first question about trust, uh, the relationship. It's about relationships, right? In order to improve teamwork, it's about relationships. And you know, there's a couple of things that research have been done, and one of them I love. And, and I would encourage, you know, when you think about improving teamwork, I said, I think we said this right from the beginning, it varies in every different department of the hospital. It's going to be different in the ED when Dr. Frank's there versus in an OR when it's a cranky person or a, in a new nurse and different on the med surge unit with the hospitalists who are changing. So one of the things that, you know, that we can do is kind of get to know each other as a person. So one of the things, um, one of the ideas I thought was great, creating the bulletin board with fact sheets about us the staff on the one unit and the physicians that work on that unit. So you find commonality there. We know our patients want to know about us and, you know, know that we connect with them as human beings. It's the same thing as nurses and docs. Um, The second important thing that we don't do enough of, and I'm an old orthopedic nurse. So I was invited to every orthopedic meeting. We set up our first joint center. Collaborative practice is key. That's where Docs start to say, oh, she, she knows her stuff. And nurses start to say, oh, he's a smart one. I want to work with this one and start encouraging collaborative practice. And the third thing I think, which I don't think we've done enough of, maybe down where it's warmer in North Carolina, anything to create team outside. 
You know, when you get somebody outside of their unit and you start talking about a softball, volleyball, bowling, I don't know, crafting, I don't do any of that stuff, but swimming down in North Carolina, boating, uh, any kind of thing that you can do socially to encourage those relationships, I think will help all of us in improving teamwork. Dr. Frank, back to you. I want to ask if you have any other general feedback on how nurses and doctors can work well together, or if you have any other final thoughts before we work towards wrapping up here. So I believe uh, I mean, we've just got to be a team. You know, as physicians, we we know the medicine, we know the science. the The piece of that, though, the nurse knows the patient and the family, and they're really the key to the to the ultimate experience that folks have when they're uh, seeking healthcare. Um, you know, the, the competence of, of the medicine is kind of assumed in healthcare, uh, but it's really that extra piece that, uh, that we're able to deliver. And I think that's, you know, where the difference can really be made. And I think I mentioned earlier, you know, nurses really are the physician's eyes and ears. Uh, another quick story that I would just tell you uh, back in my previous position when I was running uh, a chest pain observation unit, uh, when I was actually the attending rounding in that particular unit, the, the first thing that I would do when I, when I arrived would be print the patient list so I knew who everybody was. And the second one was sit down with the, uh, the charge nurse of the unit and basically run through uh, those patients with uh, either him or her, depending on who was there. Uh, the amount of time that this saved me and the avoided missteps was just amazing every time I would do this because, again, they had, they had the benefit of rounding uh, with the night team of nurses who knew what that patient had done overnight, they had already assessed those patients and, and kind of the family dynamic and, and had that information. And when I sat down, um, you know, the story would be, you know, patient, uh, you know, Miss Jones in room number one is going for a stress test. Everything looks good. She's ready to go home if it's negative. Room two, oh my goodness, when you walk in there, you need to know that the daughter last night was mad about this. And and I mean, so the the just the ability to to be able to head off things and 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 just be well prepared as you were walking into uh, to take care of patients and and interact with their family members was just uh, uh, amazing when you did it like that. If you, if you for some reason chose to not do it in that order, it usually took you about twice as long. Just just another point there. I love that story, Doctor Frank. That's perfect. And uh, my my comments when I thought about this. And I think Dr. Frank in his role is a, is a good uh, example. It, whatever your role is, if you're a leader, whether you're a supervisor, a nurse manager, a, a, you know, PG2, you're a medical director. As a leader, you're one of two things, um, a light at the end of the tunnel or you're a train, oncoming train. And people are either going to be drawn to you and look to you as a role model or they're going to be running to get out of your way. And so... I would guarantee Dr. Frank makes rounds with the CNO and, you know, does a job there of showing collaboration and teamwork and managing each other up. And I always encourage nurse managers, find your docs, round with them, manage each other up, be a role model about teamwork and encourage it and, and help each other build those relationships. Because I think that's what, that's what we need to do is, as leaders in, in our healthcare today is be role models for everyone else because you, it's amazing the shadow that we cast. And Dr. Frank, I'll just turn the mic over to you for the final word. Thanks for that. Um, I would tell you that nurses are my favorite members of the healthcare team. 
it, it absolutely inspires me and is amazing to me what they do for, for each other and uh, patients and other human beings. Uh, it really does inspire me to be a better physician every day. I think they're typically underpaid and certainly underappreciated for the role that they have in healthcare. And in the COVID pandemic and, and the aftermath of that, I, I believe as, a, as an administrative uh, team and as healthcare systems, we're really uh, currently seeing how important they are to this work and to the experience. Um, and just it's critical for us to make sure that we're taking care of them and, and uh, making sure that we're taking care of each other as we do it. Thanks for the opportunity. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Dr. Anthony Frank. He is Senior Vice President of Medical Affairs and Chief Medical Officer of UNC Health Blue Ridge in North Carolina. And Kathleen Lynham, she is an Executive Coach and Senior Advisor here at the Healthcare Experience Foundation. Very special episode, and I thank them both so much for their time. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Healthcare Experience Matters. Healthcare Experience Matters is brought to you by the Healthcare Experience Foundation. To learn more, please visit healthcareexperience.org. That's healthcareexperience.org.